0: Welcome to The Frenzy. I'm Melissa Carter. And I'm Jen Hobby. The Frenzy's mission is to
1: celebrate friendships over 40. We believe that women can thrive through authentic relationships, self-discovery, and spiritual exploration. Our decades-long friendship
0: continues to grow because we are willing to go there and share our truths through life's
1: highs and lows. That's why The Frenzy is here, to hold space for women who are 40 and older, because at this age, your story matters more than ever.
0: and I love the smell of paint and I am desperately (laughs) searching for candles in this scent. Do you know of any?
1: Candles? You you were the kid that smelled the markers when you were younger too. Totally.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah the Sharpie (laughs) markers but the paint there's something about it and in my home office slash studio Um, We repainted during COVID. It was like a dark green color. And this was like a storage room in our house. And then we developed it into my office. And I just noticed the other day that the paint smell is finally diminishing. And I'm like, oh, no, no. I love it that it smells like paint in here. I want it to keep smelling like fresh paint. I might have to pick a new color and repaint it so I can continue to smell
1: paint. That's fascinating because so many there's people who can't stand it because it makes them feel nauseous. Oh my god. But you're the opposite. It. I love it. And <laughs> I have truly gone down an internet wormhole looking for candles that smell like paint. Really? <laughs> you know what I'm gonna do? I'm just gonna go to Home Depot or Lowe's and go to their paint off where they have the discount little pints on this yes. on this rack. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna open it up, maybe put a little wick in it. But you don't have to you just <laughs> open the can and just sit it there and just
0: huff it. <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So um, if y'all know of any candles that smell like paint that are actually good, you let me know. Cause I would spend a fortune on those. Um, Jen wow. at the frenzy.com. Yeah.
1: Wow. Hit me up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm Melissa and this is not as dramatic, but I'm Melissa, but I, when I was a kid, I don't know whether my elbow, I, I would say my elbow was double jointed it may be my wrist, but you know how you put your hand on the table and you could turn your arm all the way around. No, you were mm. that kid. I was that kid. That did I was you show that it off? Yes, I did. <laughs> and I, especially, and you want to show it off, not by, to people who were like, Oh, that's wonderful. You want to show it off to the people who go, Oh, oh like me. yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, so oh, like, yeah.
0: Disgusting. Yeah. We're so, contortionist human beings. So, yes, and you'd be like, like, yeah, look
1: again, look again. Can you, you still sneak? do it? I, I was, I think so. I mean, I, I'm not going to do it now because I might have to be in traction for a couple. Now I'm just kidding. No, I, I haven't tried it. I just thought of that, that I used to be able to do it. So I'll have to get a. It's hard to do it on your leg. You need to do it on a table. That's to really fun, show it out, so.
0: human party tricks. I mean, you really, right. you should
1: bring that out in the holidays. There might be, there might be a few cracks as I do it at 51, <laughs> but still I'll be, damn it. I can still do it. I'm 50. <laughs> That is awesome. All right, friends, coming up on today's
0: episode, we are celebrating 2021. 2021 has been an incredible year. We got to launch the Frenzy podcast together, and we are celebrating two full seasons. How cool. Yes. Yes. that we sat in your driveway, Melissa Carter, and said, let's right. birth something together. And we did this, it.
1: This is a pandemic idea. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. not Jen and I have always wanted to work together in some capacity since we worked together the first time, which is how we met, but n- nothing ever came to fruition. We tried a few things and it didn't work out, but and not because of our decision for other people's decision, but, right. um, like you said, Jen was the one during the pandemic because of my kidney transplant, I was like hunkered down, not seeing a soul. And Jen's like, please just come out in the driveway. Like she was like, you need some fresh air. And so we sat in the driveway and we came up with this idea. And so we launched it at, uh, it, was it February 1st, I think, of this year is when we launched the podcast. Yeah. And we made the decision to do different seasons. And the seasons were, you know, basically 20 something episodes in that way. We kind of compartmentalize each season. And so we've had two, this is the last episode of season two. And we're going to just do some highlights from the show that we love. And because I wanted to remind people that we, if you're brand new to the frenzy, We've been around for a little bit. We've been around all year. And so like Jen said, we're celebrating 2021. So we're going to share some of our favorite moments from both seasons. So do you want to dig in, Jen? Are you ready? Yeah, let's
0: do it. You go first. All right. Let's find some of our favorite moments.
1: All right. So one of my favorite moments um, was at the very beginning um, with Miss Erin Gray. And Erin Gray, if the name sounds familiar, she's from Buck Rogers, if you're a sci-fi fan, and she's from Silver Spoons, if you're not a sci-fi fan, and she's done other things beyond that. But she was a guest on our show, and I wanted to play for you this wonderful story that she told us.
2: I hike every day, which I have to do for my sanity. Have to. That and Tai Chi, definitely.
1: And I'm walking around
2: this bend, and I'm hearing this wonderful voice. And this man is singing with every part of his body and spirit. And I come around the corner, and I see this gorgeous black guy. And he's in this garage. He's doing something. And I went, darling, oh my God. I'm in love. And he said, honey, I'm in love too. And I, said, I, I just want to play in your pool. I said, you just singing like you got, oh, and I just found myself dancing. He's like, yeah. And he's dancing with me and we're just having a great time within half, of, like 30 seconds, and a minute or whatever he's proposing. I said, honey, I'm married. I'm sorry. And this <laughs> is a guy who was 30 years younger than I am, but we we felt this kindred spirit and sense of play and sensuality and sexuality. And I wasn't embarrassed or ashamed of it. And he wasn't either. I, I just found I just found out. I was walking by the same house and the woman of the house came out and I said, Who was that guy? And she said, What well, who are you talking about? I said, Well, there was this gorgeous black guy and his name is Dennis. And she said, Dennis? And then she went, Oh. You mean the coach? And I went, the coach? And she said, yeah, my husband's coach. He's an NFL football player. And I went, oh, well, okay. <laughs> no one knows how to spot him. I'm sorry. This guy's in his body and he knows how to sing and he's very comfortable with who he is. And it was just a wonderful exchange, but I, I didn't feel threatened. He did feel uncomfortable with me because I was comfortable with who
1: I was. So we had a lovely moment. So I thought that was so... Her, like if you so cool, this is season one, episode four. If you want to go back and hear the entire interview with her, but she exuded this energy with us the whole time of just upbeat and fun and youthful and from that story I mean she she does I mean she's on a walk around her neighborhood and still just connecting with other people which I thought yes. was beautiful. Connecting is a great word for Erin Gray. I feel like she is
0: connected to what is good on this earth. She is connected spiritually um i just feel like she walks with the divine on those hikes that she takes every day and she just um infuses that into her life and her love of tai chi and everything that she talked about was awesome. She also gave Melissa and I a little sneak peek that she's working on her memoir. So I cannot wait until she finishes writing that and puts out that book. And maybe we can have her back on the frenzy when she does. Oh
1: yeah, absolutely. And again, yes. If you go back and listen to that entire interview, she talks about behind the scenes of when she was on the shows and the movies. I mean, six pack with Kenny Rogers. There's a lot of people that love that movie. Um, And just what she was going through in her private life, Mm -hmm. suffering certain things while she was trying to portray these strong women on television. And I thought that was also very symbolic of what most women do, right? That in our personal lives, sometimes we tend to be very insecure and try to project the stronger badass woman persona that sometimes we don't feel like we can live up to so it's just a great interview she can live up to it now but when she was younger she had to learn Mm -hmm. the process of becoming older and wiser i thought she's just great loved meeting her that was awesome okay so
0: one of my highlights from 2021 was dr holly richmond sex therapist and this was such a cool interview because I've never talked to a sex therapist before. Um, And I just thought her insight into sexuality was so interesting. And the conversation felt freeing to me to talk to somebody who's so comfortable talking about sex. And (laughs) I don't know what it is. I mean, you know, sometimes I feel like it's our upbringing, right? Yes. We also Definitely. discovered on our Enneagram episode that I am in the perfectionist category, right? And so I think as a perfectionist girl wanting to always do the right things or follow the rules or whatever, I think sexuality can be a difficult thing. It's a difficult topic for me because you go from you know the first half of your life feeling like it's a wrong thing to do, and then the next half of your life, It's supposed to be this thing that you can't wait to do and you want to do all the time. So Mm -hmm. it's, you know, throughout my life been um, an interesting,
1: I don't know, yin and yang, right? Well, especially, well, and as you get older... Then if you don't feel like it, but you're not supposed to not feel like it, right? So you go from being afraid of it, then you want to do it all the time to where you're like, "Ah, oh, I did, you know, I could just watch a movie. That's <laughs> yes. So that's how I was so
0: fascinated by Dr. Richman. And, um, you know, she talked about how when couples come in to see her, the very first question is, so take a listen to this part of our conversation with Dr. Richman. Um, hopefully you'll take something from it like I did.
3: The question I get most, especially from couples, is how often should we be having sex? Right. They want to know, tell me what's normal. How often should we be having sex? Couples
1: ask each other, at least (laughs) in my experience, that has been a conversation (laughs) in a
3: relationship. Yes. Right. Right. But I I mean, I can't answer that. I can say kind of what's average, but I almost don't even care. Like, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? want? Let's talk about how we can bring that together instead of one person, the higher libido partner feeling shame because they don't want to make their partner do something that their partner doesn't want to do, but they also have sex needs. And they're like, well, oh my gosh, am I going to have to move through the rest of my life without having my needs met? And then the lower libido partner was like, well, I want my partner to be happy, but I also don't want to betray myself to give him or her what they want. Yes, that's true. So what is the answer there? <laughs> um, a lot of talking. Um, I, I don't love the word compromise, but really reimagining, re-envisioning what sex is Um, and really making sure it's not, you know, if we're talking about a heteronormative relationship, it doesn't have to be penetration. Like let's get more creative than that and, and come up with something that works for you both. Um, I'm just going to go out there on a limb. It might mean giving more permission around masturbation. I still see so many couples. They have no idea what the other is doing in their own, their own personal sex life with their own personal body. And they, they pathologize that, um. And for couples
0: who want to reconnect, what's some of the things that they can do together?
3: There's a lot. So get creative. Um, One of the exercises I love is a fantasy exchange. So write down one fantasy. Your partner would write, write down one fantasy in exchange and start small. So I don't know, Jen, let's say your fantasy is to get a full body massage um, and that's it. And your partner's fantasy is whatever. So you would exchange that, really start trusting each other, trusting that vulnerability. And then you can up the anti-sexually. Oh, so you
1: don't start with a medieval story yeah. of, <laughs> right. you know, being in the tower and no. Okay. All right. I,
3: just... I mean, uh, I, well, like I don't is... know your partner. Maybe that'll go fine.
1: <laughs> Honey, I'm it's single. Fine. So I feel okay. bad. I feel bad for the next woman that comes along because it's been a long <laughs> pandemic, my love.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It definitely has. Yeah. But um, as the good news is, as we're coming out of it, we're going into the whoring 20s. So you're all There set. you go. (laughs) Yes, Uh, I like that. I like that. I love that. that. (laughs) That's (laughs) great. Off you go. go.
0: So, that's a moment that I just learned a lot from. And it's been cool. It's been a way for me to open up conversation with my husband about sex and, you know, how much or how little we are having that time together.
1: Well, I mean, yes. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's, you know, cause you're supposed to be able or want it all the time, you know, and like I mentioned earlier, I, as the older I've gotten, I honestly, sorry, ladies, sorry, ladies, but I don't want it as much as I used to. And there has been a lot of concern about that when it's probably just normal. Right. Um, I remember, I remember my mother being so angry when, a little blue pill came out we were watching television and their commercial came <laughs> on for it and she got so viscerally angry and I thought well mom what what are you mad about she said just at the moment when the guys leave you alone <laughs> then, <laughs> then they're going to give them a pill where you she said we need a break no no yeah that <laughs> so that was my mom's sex But uh, 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 no I Pete, that's again amazing and the communication between couples I think that it, For some reason, sex should, if you have, if you're comfortable enough to have sex with each other, especially if you're in love with each other and making love instead of just sex, um, then that should be something that you're comfortable talking about. And it's, it seems like it's not. And so I'm so glad that she's on. And again, all these, all these highlights are people that we probably want to have on again, because I'm sure that you have questions for her and the fact that she makes it so gives you the freedom to talk about it without shame, I think is, you know, giving women permission to talk about sex without shame, I think is a new concept. I'll, we could I'll do a up. whole season on that topic. Absolutely. Absolutely. We sure could. We sure could. Maybe we will.
0: No, but uh, so. <laughs> So if you want to go back and listen to that one, that was season two,
1: episode 14 with Dr. Holly Richmond, sex therapist. Yeah, All you got to do is subscribe to The Frenzy. You can That's go right. to thefrenzy.com uh, is where you can find out how to subscribe. You can, wherever you listen to podcasts, just look us up. We're there and subscribe. And that way you have access to all the episodes and interviews we're talking about. Another highlight for me, uh, one a very popular guest on our show was the comedian Leanne Morgan. She oh my is- gosh, she is... <laughs> so funny
0: that (laughs) woman had me crying
1: she is fantastic and we uh we laughed through the whole thing but the the clip that I want you to listen to is how she got her start or at least in her mind when she knew that it was she was ready to actually commit to being a comedian
4: I started selling jewelry. My good friend out of Nashville said, I sell jewelry for this company. It's like Tupperware. You go in women's homes. Well, I've never met a stranger. I could talk to a pole. So I started schlepping jewelry around the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains. And I would put out brownies in a dip, put out this jewelry. And I was supposed to be talking about jewelry. Instead, I was talking about nursing and breastfeeding and black hairs growing out of my stomach and all that. (laughs) And... And people thought I was funny. Women started booking me in a, a year in advance, and the company noticed and started asking me to speak at their big things, and people would say, you need to be a stand-up. And that gave me the validation that I wasn't crazy, that I wasn't like one of these pitiful children on American Idol that sing and think they can sing. <laughs> I was worried that I was like that. <laughs> I thought, maybe I'm not funny. But okay, so Carmen was at the eye doctor yesterday, and she goes, len remember, I got to laughing so hard, I peed on a <laughs> Couch And I went, oh my gosh, Carmen, that was the minute that I thought in my mind, I've got something. I've got it.
1: I can do it. She just peed on a couch. I'm not kidding y'all. Well, I, mean, be, I, mean, the I mean, moment. that was is- the moment. That's the highest accolade you can get as a comedian, yes. right?
4: Yes. When that- somebody urinates, and I still, I still, when people go, Oh my God! There were women in Indiana, Evansville, Indiana. I did a show, and, and a woman said, her husband said, Oh my gosh, you better take an extra pair of panties. And so she <laughs> had an extra pair of panties in her purse, and we all took a picture with her big flesh color pair of panties that she got at Sam's. And you know, all of that <laughs> has been the inspiration for my new tour
1: called the big panty tour and so she's currently on this big panty tour like she's had to postpone dates and do different things and you know and and reschedule but she's still on this tour uh and we just learned how she the name of the tour came because people were you know jokingly peeing in their pants and bringing extra panties to her show (laughs) (laughs) and and the whole interview is hilarious but the fact that she was a mother um and and went out and did something on her own and, and had her own career. I just think it's really inspiring. So especially from a small town in Tennessee, you know, that's one thing. In common.
0: Well, and this is what Leanne reminded me is that everyday life is funny. Yeah. Right. She just, you know, she doesn't have to be talking about Hollywood or movies or TV shows or things that she's right. done. She talks about her real authentic life. And everyday life is hilarious. You just have to look for the funny.
1: Yes, and I think that's great therapy too, especially yes. when, you know, we're we're trying to get out of this pandemic, right? We're not all the way out. We're it's almost <laughs> it's almost like. Um, you know, when you're trying to get away from somebody and they're holding on to the cuff of your pant leg, they <laughs> are just trying to pull like away from this pandemic. Like, yes, this virus <laughs> just keeps pulling on my leg. Um, But I think that to your point, finding the funny in everyday life helps alleviate the tension of what we're going through. And, and so she was a great interview. So if you want to listen to that whole interview with Leanne, she is in season one, episode 10. And again, subscribe to the frenzy and then you can see all of these.
0: Okay, this next moment I would like to highlight has changed a daily ritual for me. So, in every interview, we ask everybody the Frenzy Five. And I think it was somewhere along in season one that we started doing this, where we ask five questions that are the same for each guest at the end of the interview. And this one came in the interview with Melissa Proctor. She is the CMO of the Atlanta Hawks in the NBA okay, this woman is working in the most male dominated field I can even think of and crushing it. And so I just, I loved all of her insights and how much she shared, but here is the moment that changed a daily ritual for
1: me. What's a daily routine or ritual that you stick to?
0: It has been my Bible
2: app every morning. I open it up first thing and I, they have this really cool feature that almost feels like an Instagram story where you can read some scripture and hear someone talk and it's, fantastic. And there's a prayer at the end. So I do it every single day. I'm on a streak. And then after that, my Peloton, Alex, (laughs) my favorite coach, we do club bangers, and it gives me
0: life. So at the moment we interviewed Melissa, I had been really trying to explore and find ways to read the Bible more. Okay, Okay. because Mm -hmm. I have been, you know, Christian my whole life, baptized as a baby confirmed, you know, about 10 years old. And then as we all do, I've come in and out of my connection, but I consider myself a Jesus follower, right? That, that's mm-hmm. going to be my spiritual teacher in this lifetime. And I think there are a lot of amazing spiritual teachers, but as a Christian, I thought, you know, I love, I know wait, I'm going to stop you.
1: I love the way you put that. I love, love, love the way you put that because I think just really off track for just a second. The fact yeah. that we that we've politicized religion is a shame. Um, And I think that's what's driven a lot of people, including myself out of the church. And I, like you, now that I have my son and raising my son, I'm trying to, to, to veer back into that path in a comfortable space for me. But the fact that you acknowledge, and that's a great way to teach our children, look, you choose what's best for you to make you a happier, healthier person. And it and this the spiritual teacher in this life for you is Jesus, I think is just a great i'm gonna I'm gonna steal that. That's a great way to put it because that's accepting and inclusive of everybody right, because right. We, we don't have to be at odds just because we have a different way we we uh, you know, whatever we do, meditate, pray, however, who exactly. we look toward we're all trying to get to the same place. You know, I would
0: say that, you know, my spiritual teachers so far, you're going to laugh at this have been Jesus and Oprah. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not saying that Oprah is divine or the daughter of God, but she opens up a lot of spiritual conversations. And I feel like at this age, and we talk about that in the opening of the frenzy that we believe women can thrive through so many things but one yes. of those is spiritual exploration. So Agreed. at the moment that we were interviewing Melissa Proctor I was like okay in what ways can I figure out how to read the Bible but not just sit down in the old King James version and read it and be confused
1: by he begat the, him who begat him uh, and our, begat yes, and thou our, and thou. <laughs>
0: Archaic language or even stories without context, because you really have to understand the historical context in which the Bible was written and those stories come from to really get the meaning out of them. Right. And so I was really looking and I had been searching for different ways. It was like, you know, different programs where it's like, read the Bible in a year, do this and that. But I just I had been feeling overwhelmed by how to accomplish it. And when she shared about her daily ritual, I thought, well, that seems doable as a mom who's, you know, working and, you know, and busy and all these different things, that seems, that seems actually digestible. Like, I think I could do that. And so I emailed her after and asked her which, which Bible app she used. And she shared with me as the you version. So Y-O-U version, if you're interested. And each day, it's how I start my day. So before I, you know, check text messages or emails, um, and I'm still doing morning radio, which means I got to get up and get ready and start knowing yeah. about the news cycle and the entertainment news stories and what's going on in the world and what's happening locally. And blah, before that frenzy, uh-huh, uh-huh. frenzy. I got it I before that <laughs> frenzied feeling of the day begins, I started by opening up the app, and there are um, there's different people who are spiritual leaders who share a verse of the day and um, give you an uplifting video or a, a, like an uplifting talk on a video. And then, um, you know, there's different prayers and um, different things on there that you can continue to explore from that verse. But I'm just telling you, it's really opened up my spiritual learning And I'm so grateful to Melissa for sharing that with me.
1: Well, and it also shows you that, you know, we're doing this with you, not to you. Jenna said that over and over again here on the frenzy. And so we're learning from these guests just as you are. So I think that's great that it's a great example to show that we're listening and not that people don't, but you know, we've done, we've done media in the past where it's more obligatory. Some of the things that we do because it's thought that's what we should be doing in order to whatever and so what I love about this is that we you know Jen and I we're we're bringing guests on on things that we want to know about right we think well, you do right. too but we're all part of the same club we're women over 40 so right you know again and, and if you have anybody that you want to hear from or a topic you can always email us at melissa at or Jennet but I think that's a great example of how we're listening as intently as you are to these interviews so the next guest I want to highlight you know Jen doesn't talk about this a lot and I understand why, because this is her brother, but you know, mm-hmm. if you were someone who watches CBS and they're, they're not a sponsor or anything, but I'm, of course, I'm going to plug this show that you're probably already watching. Um, but if you're a fan of CBS and you happen to watch a show named young Sheldon, and you happen to see a hobby in the credits at the end <laughs> of the beginning that Matt hobby is Jen hobby's brother, her little brother who is now on young Sheldon and it's so funny. Uh, so my sister, once I told her, like my brother and sister are addicts of young Sheldon. Oh, good. It's such a good show. It's oh, a my great gosh. show. It's such a good show. And so um, we were together at some point and your brother came on. Of course, he's the preacher. And um, yeah and i said you know that's jen's brother like i know him like i've hung out with him before and so ever since then my sister will text me the funny her what she thinks is the funniest thing that your brother said Uh, on the show so it's it's very cute how she feels like she knows him now too yes (laughs) yes everybody does
0: he's doing such a great job and it is it's a funny show it's an introspective show it's really good really good he does such a good job i highly recommend young sheldon even
1: if my brother wasn't on it but of course i'm partial. partial Her brother is on it. And he does a great Southern accent. I wonder where he got that from. Uh, But (laughs) the reason, but it's not her brother that I'm talking about. There's a woman over 40 that's on the show that we had here. And that's Melissa Peterman, who is also a part of Young Sheldon. And um, so what I loved about our interview with her, she's hilarious as well. Um, but she also had to work during COVID and they had to tape during COVID. And it, 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 she talked about that process, which I thought was really fascinating, um, how they were able to pull that show off, um, and still keep on a schedule even through COVID, but also as a human being, as a mother herself, as a wife. And so this is her talking about how she deals with the pandemic.
4: I super found myself in moments of just being lethargic for no reason. Which usually you can pretend to blame it on something, but I think there was just a general sense of like low-grade anxiety, and it was all how we dealt with it. I would drive places, like my husband would truly say, like, "So you? It took you six hours to go to the post office?" Like, <laughs> yeah, And I took a detour, like where I would get an iced tea and I just drive
1: around and be like, Boop, beep, <laughs> just
4: because it was alone."
1: What I love about that is that even people who are on television or human beings, and I know. Yes. That I took long drives before I got my vaccines um, because, again, my kidney transplant, I couldn't do anything or go anywhere or be around people. But I got in that car, and I would take the long way home if I was, you know, Oh yeah. doing something where I didn't have to go in somewhere. Cruise like, yeah. around, see what's yes. going on. Yes. yes. Oh,
0: my gosh. Her whole episode is so funny. And the way she tells stories and the way she talks about her friendship with Reba. She and Reba McIntyre yes. are
1: BFFs. That is a, a really great She was episode. on Reba's show. She's, yeah. So if, if Melissa Peterman, if the name doesn't bell, you would definitely know who she is. She was in season one, episode 19 of The Frenzy. Uh, you can check out her entire interview, which was fantastic. She's hilarious. And also don't forget, we have a YouTube channel. So if you want to see some of the people that we talk to, uh, just look for us, The Frenzy, on YouTube. And we post all of our, because we record ourselves doing the podcasts, And so you can see the videos there on YouTube anytime.
0: Melissa Peterman feels like an instant friend.
1: Yes. You know what I mean?
0: When we talked to her, it was like, I felt instantly like we were buds. Yes. It's and so and, cool. one,
1: and one side note, just letting you know, um, we've talked about three, three Melissa's, myself, Melissa Proctor, and Melissa Peterman. So you'll realize that Melissa was a popular name. Yes. For just a moment. <laughs> and then now all the Melissa's that, you know, I guarantee you were over 40
0: and now they'll um start being um grandchildren named after <laughs> melissa so it will come back and jennifer the same way right late 70s early 80s jennifer had its moment it's going to go away but then when we have grandkids
1: it's going to come back cuz well that's because our chi- because that's our children how they rotate want to, because they want to name their children after us right mr carter will want to name his daughter melissa right well, because better. i'm so fantastic and yeah. an awesome mom right yeah they better in case, in case he ever listens in the future, just saying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> another
0: one of these moments on the frenzy that had been so impactful for me was when we featured guest Gabrielle Claiborne and Gabrielle is a friend of Melissa's. Uh, she appears in season two, episode nine. If you want to go back and listen to the whole thing, but she helped me understand transsexuality and gender identity in a whole different way. And this has been a big topic of conversation within the last year and to, or two in headlines. And yeah. we see a lot of discussion about it, um, but never really from a place of understanding. So here's a little bit of that interview with Gabrielle, where she talks about how it felt as a child.
5: It felt like I was misaligned. It felt like that there was something there was something just a little off with me, right? I remember uh, as a young kid, when my mom, I had working parents. And when both of my parents were out of the house and my sister and I would come home from school, oftentimes we had a babysitter come over and stay with us. And a lot of times those babysitters were female individuals. And, you know, with every babysitter that came over and stayed and, 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 you know, watched us, I would I would be drawn to don't don't fall off your chair. I'd be drawn to her breasts. Why didn't I have breasts like my babysitter? It's not like I was necessarily attracted to them in and um in a um in an, in an intimate way. It was just like I wanted to have breasts. And so having those those feelings of being misaligned, you know, why did I not? Why was I not able to do the things that I saw my kids, my my girls and my wife do, you know, go get their nails done, you know, have a spa day, even go to bridal showers? Why couldn't I do that? Because those were things that I really longed to experience. And it wasn't until I got honest with myself that I actually started feeling that alignment, Um, you know, for so many years because of that misalignment, I had to deal, and because of the environment that I grew up in, I had to deal with a lot of guilt and shame. And um, it wasn't until years later that I became a, a fan of Brene Brown, where she talks uh, talks about the the difference between guilt and shame. I understand how to navigate through all those different dynamics in my own life. And And so, you know, as I've taking these courageous steps of, uh, of, of correcting that uh, misalignment, if you will. I feel like I, I show up more authentically in the world today.
0: So when Gabrielle explained that to me as a trans woman, I got it. I got mm-hmm. it for the first time of ever getting it. And I think that she, in this entire conversation, brought me to a level of acceptance in a
1: whole new way. Not that I wasn't accepting before, um, because maybe that's not the right word. An understanding, a connection, an awareness, uh, you know, because I think so many times when, you know, it's natural, if something is different than what we experience, we don't feel a connection to it. We don't, we see it as us and them. Which is fine and natural, but the problem becomes when us and them stay us and them and there's a, you know, a negative negativity to that. Right. What you're supposed to do is when it's like, oh, well, I, I don't understand that, but You know what? I want to understand it because I don't know anything about this. To be curious about something other than your own experience, I think, is something that's kind of lost on a lot of people. Yeah. Um, And we got to get that back. But here's the thing
0: with Gabrielle. I just so appreciate that she lives out her life sharing her story to serve the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, She could have gone through her transition and gone back to construction And he never shared her story and not talked about it, but now she's turned this experience of her life into her life's work. And by sharing her story, can you imagine how many people she's impacting? Right. And I'm, and and I'm one of them. So I'm so grateful to that conversation. Again, that season two, episode nine, if you want to go back and listen to the whole thing, I
1: highly recommend it. So we wanted to highlight uh, some things that Jen and I each picked, but there's one final one that Jen and I agreed we have to end this episode on. <laughs> um, because like I said, this is our final episode of season two. I'm taking a break for the holidays. So, you know, we, we're we not going to be here for a few weeks, but we thought we'd leave you on a high note, at least in this, mem- you know, I don't want to say memoriam because that sounds like death. Uh, it's a remembrance <laughs> of 2021. Highlight reel. Highlight reel of 2021. And again, everything we talk about, just subscribe to the Frenzy wherever you listen to podcasts and these all these episodes will pop up and you can just, you know, that's what you need to do in December is just go through these, you know. Yeah, scroll year. back through. Yeah, scroll back through and catch up if you haven't uh, had a chance to listen to everything. But the last one <laughs> is our conversation <laughs> with Lorraine Miano. Now, Lorraine, her background is she is uh, the magic of menopause, right? So she is someone who's written a book called The Magic of Menopause. She dedicates her time to health through menopause, uh, where when it comes to nutrition, when it comes to attitude, exercise, that kind of thing. But there was something that she shared <laughs> that Jen and I had never heard of. And here it is. Women will
4: moisturize every other part of their body, but they don't moisturize (laughs) their vagina and vulva. That needs to be done daily, other than lubrication. So a good good cream or a a safe cream, I'm all about non-toxins, non-hormone-disrupting. uh, products which I write about all the time. So finding something good for yourself and moisturize down there from an never early thought age. of that. Yes,
0: really. Okay, so never like of that. if you shave your legs and you put on lotion, you should keep keep going up. Well, not with the same lotion, necessarily. not the same lotion, not the okay. same lotion. You want to use something
4: that's specifically for your vagina. So there are so awesome. many companies. I didn't it, even know that
0: there was cream for oh your vagina. Yeah. On my
4: website, awesome. I have if, on my I'm website. I'm sorry, I do vagina.
0: Have <laughs> I've been neglecting you. Sorry, sweetheart. Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. Mind blown. <laughs> OK, my even apologize to our vaginas like what? <laughs> Never, <laughs> Never heard of we're it. We're supposed to be doing this. Never heard of it. And we're not. Uh, yeah. Wow. OK, so this is what I'm putting in Melissa's stocking this year for <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks
1: Jen. Oh my gosh. I mean no, seriously. Oh, I hilarious and I,
0: so good. Oh, well, she's so it, good.
1: She's so good and I think that uh, again that you need to uh, check her episode out um because like I said, it's about healthy menopause. That's something that we all have in common, unless you had to have, you know, early menopause for other reasons. But most women over 40, we are going to experience menopause. And it's something we need to normalize and not be ashamed of or talk Correct. about in whispers. Not a bad word. Yeah. It's not a bad word. But just talking about lotion for your vulva, I mean, like we. <laughs>
0: Yeah, the girl, it that, deserves it.
1: I think that's the first time I've ever said the word vulva. Like I, I it just <laughs> we're not we don't seem to be very comfortable with our bodies, right? Like you talked earlier about our conversation about, you know, sex and sexuality. Well, I think just women, because we've been objectified so much that we just our bodies are not normal to us. We're just always critical of it. They're our bodies are too fat, too jiggly, too this, or boobs sag too much. Like we're always like looking in the mirror and, and just thinking in disgust about. Our body. So why in the world would we think about l- putting lotion on our vaginas? So <laughs> <laughs> but now we know. But now we know. To Lorraine.
0: So if you want to go check out Lorraine's episode, that's season one, episode 21. Lorraine Miano, the magic of menopause. I like how she calls it magic. Yeah. I can't wait not to have a period anymore. That I'm just over it. Come on, no point anymore. Let's just <sighs> let's just wrap this up. <laughs> and, done with, and look forward to I'm it. it. yeah, look forward to it. And Some,
1: totally you know,
0: look forward to it. And
1: have a good relationship with your doctor because if it's a little rough on you, there's things they can do to make it not so rough on you.
0: Exactly. Loving
1: all these highlights. And we are going to answer a
0: you don't know my life question here in just a second. But first, let's thank our sponsors. Just heard your friend, neighbor, or colleague has been diagnosed with cancer. Your first instinct is what can I do? Kick It pajamas is the answer. Kick It sells pajamas, gowns, and other accessories specifically designed for those going through cancer treatment. Go to kickitpajamas.com and use the code frenzy to get 10% off. That's kickitpajamas.com code frenzy for 10% off. Give the gift of comfort and style. Kick It pajamas. Let's kick cancer off the
1: planet. Hey, it's Melissa. My family has a history of vascular disease, so I make a point to get my vascular system checked through Lifeline screening each year. The health of your arteries is important and it's critical to understand your risk of stroke and cardiovascular disease. With a simple preventative screening, I get peace of mind or early detection so that I can take action. Since 1993, Lifeline Screening's highly experienced staff has screened over 10 million people in order to bring awareness to potential health problems for follow-up with your physician. To find out more, go to LifelineScreening.com. That's LifelineScreening.com and be sure to use the code FRIENDS. That's frenzy without the Y. So that's F-R-I-E-N-D-Z.
0: Okay, MC, let's open a
1: You Don't Know My Life question. This will be
0: our last one of the year. Last
1: one of the year, You Don't Know My Life is a board game that you can go and purchase anywhere you buy board games or at Amazon.com or at You Don't Know My Life. It has its own website. You can buy it directly from there. All right, so the question today is, if you're on a trip to next year, so you're, if you're on a trip to 2022, which we are, what goes in the car and what gets thrown out the window?
0: Oh, this is so good.
1: <laughs> Would you like to okay. go first or you want me to go first?
0: I can go first. All right. So what I will take with me to 2022 is a love of travel because this year we started traveling again. So uh, during the pandemic, we um, found a really adorable place in Florida that we love Um, It's called Port St. Joe. And so now we've taken several trips down there. It's a very laid back little beach town. Uh, We also got to go see family in Switzerland this year. And I just love travel. And I love the way travel teaches you new things. And I loved seeing through my daughter's eyes how it opened them up to another culture, another language. It opens them up to remember that their whole little world isn't their tiny little home life and community and school life, you know, that there are Mm -hmm. other things out there. So I just re-sparked my love of travel and really want to take every opportunity possible to um, go see new things. That's cool. That's going in the car. Is That love of travel is going in the car and taking it to 2022. And then... Chucked Chucked out the window. Never again. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I would never litter. But if I was throwing (laughs)
1: something... Out of my car. Look, let's just pretend it's biodegradable, whatever it is.
0: Okay. It is negative comments on the internet influencing me in any way. Mm -hmm. So I think I just came to some sort of realization this year that everybody is going to have an opinion and none of those opinion are my business. So whether you like me or not, whether you can't stand me or not, I'm throwing it out the window and I'm just either not going to read comments or I'm just going to let them roll off like a duck's back mm-hmm. because hmm. and here's the other realization that came with that is that um, there are a lot of people whom I admire um, and from a distance look up to one of those is Katie Couric. And this year she put out a memoir and um got a lot of heat for it, you know, because she was telling her story. She was really, sharing, Oh yeah. She was sharing her truth, good, bad, and otherwise. And um, she called it going there. I mean, like she was going there, right? About Matt Lauer, about like all these different oh, things I didn't even know she had she, oh, I'm gonna write happened that happened when she was on the today show throughout her career, all these different things that she's experienced. And, you know, people just had a lot to say to her about her sharing her story and and putting her truth out into the world. And I thought, who cares what that person has to say? You're Katie Couric. You went and lived your life. You did your thing. And now you're telling your truth. So who cares what people say about it? And Mm -hmm. that's what I thought. I'm going to take that attitude that I feel protective for somebody that I've looked up to for so long. And Katie Couric, you know, that protection over her. I was like, I'm going to apply that to myself and be like, who cares what you think? You know, I'm doing Mm -hmm. my thing. I'm living my truth.
1: I have my story. Um, And well, maybe we should clarify, share your story, but, you know, like share, share. Well, when you're sharing your story, you're not uh, slamming somebody else. Like, I I just think that we, I think think the internet is 90% great. And the 10% of it, that's not great. Cause I'm, you know, and that's, you know, I'll just dive into what I was going to say. I'll yeah. talk about what I'm going to throw out the window first. Yeah. Okay. What I'm going to throw out the, one out the window. Bye. Yes. So I'm, you know, bye Felicia. Bye. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not, it, it, most things are not a crisis. I'm throwing out crisis in my life. I'm not, I, I don't tend to do that. I am very grateful that I have parents who were very cerebral and not very emotional. And, um, and, and so I don't overreact. I like, and not every single thing is knocking me down. I'm not the personality that, um, truly, and then I'm not trying to, to, to play like I'm, you know, doing okay when I'm not like, I truly, you know, from my mother's death to, you know, and I shared with Jen off air, like we're having to make potential decision about my dog Gigi. And so, yeah, I have moments, but I don't. I, I, they're not a crisis; it's an experience, mm-hmm. right? And That's it was good. And I've it's learned not a yeah,
0: crisis; it's an experience. It's just an experience. Remind
1: well, yourself of that. That's a good mantra. And I was telling somebody the other day that as I've grown older and wiser, like I've learned that the one law of this life—you talk about this life—the one law of this life is that everything comes to an end. Eventually, you come to an end. But every experience, good or bad, comes to an end. And so, if but nothing's a crisis. It's an experience that will eventually end no matter how bad it is. Um, and so that's what I throw out because I feel like, you know, going back to the internet, the 10% of the internet I don't like is it's given everybody a voice that can, that is seen and heard where before you'd make those comments to yourself or to a significant other, you know, in the, in privacy of your own home and your own car. Like if, if I was talking about Katie Kirk and I didn't like her, how many people are going to hear me say that maybe one or two other people. But I adore Kitty Kirk, But now it's on the internet, and it says as if I've you know this this viciousness now has an audience, and it makes people think that it has legitimacy just because it has an audience. And I just think that um, you know this the, if it bleeds, it leads kind of stuff. People realize, oh, I get more attention if I'm mean than if I'm if I'm good. Then I'm going to use that. And so yeah, no, it, it, I've I'm. No, that's why everybody feels everything's a crisis. Something is always wrong. Everybody knows people who something's always wrong. You know, they got over this one hump. Now there's another hump to get over and something's always wrong. And I'm not that person and I've never been that person. And so um, that's what to be thrown out the window. What I'm going to keep going into 2022 is my pajama pants because yes. <laughs> I I have them on right now. Like I am still working from home. I know that that's a, a trend in the pandemic and I'm keeping it as long as I can. So I've learned that unless I really do need to be dressed up in public that, yeah, no, my ass is comfortable. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Elastic waistbands forever. Yes. Amen, sister. And that helps because I'm, you know, I'm going through menopause now and that helps. That helps having an elastic waistband. I, yes. you know, I, it I,
0: helps, it helps yeah. at
1: every stage of life. I mean, I don't know why anybody ever put a button or a zipper on pants. I mean, why did we ever do that? I remember my parents as they grew older, like they're, they, I never saw more jeans. Like I was all about denim and yeah, I, I mean, I still own jeans, but I was, I, that's all I wore like in high school. Like I was more, it was more that you know, it was 80. So it was the, you know, it was the acid wash denim. And so, and I just realized my parents never had, they never had any jeans and I never understood until now because no, like, jeans okay, are you know, not comfortable.
3: Mm-mm. They're no, not they comfortable. Be a, but
1: there are stretchy jeans. I there always are. go for the stretchy ones. But it's yeah. I mean, you got to, yeah. So anyway, yeah. There's more. <laughs> there's more to put in the pants now, and so I'm gonna make sure they're comfortable. So that's what I'm taking to 2022. Take it Martha with Justice. I love it.
0: <laughs> well, y'all, we just want to wrap up this season saying thank you so much for listening to the Frenzy podcast for joining Melissa and I on this journey uh, to create something which opens up conversations that we weren't having before, that helps us learn things that we didn't know before, and right. we just have enjoyed it thoroughly. So thank you so much for coming along with us and subscribing and for taking the time out of your life to listen because we know there are a ton of demands on your time. So the fact that you've spent any of it with us
1: just really means the world. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. And we want to grow with you. So again, if there's something you want to hear, something you're going through, we also have a Dear Frenzy uh, segment. We didn't do that today, but you can always ask us questions and advice. uh, Melissa at TheFrenzy.com Jen at TheFrenzy.com and any suggestions you have. But yes, please share this with friends. Tell people about The Frenzy because we want to build a movement. We want women over 40 to have a positive voice. We don't want people to constantly sell to us the fact that we're not good enough. We're not youthful enough. We're not thin enough. We're not this enough. And we need to change who we are. And Jen and I are like, no, you don't need to change. Who you, you do need to bathe. You do need to, you know, take care of yourself. <laughs> but yeah, but you were fine just the way you are. And so we want this to grow. So please help us share the word again. Uh, the Frenzy dot com is the website you can go to and share with your friends and you can find out all about everything we have to offer right there.
0: Yes, sign up for our email list. Check out our Frenzy YouTube channel with the videos and follow the Frenzy on Instagram as well. Well, thank you all so much. This has been awesome. And just remember, you've got to share your story. Open up with trusted friends because your story matters.
1: Yeah, and to practice it over the holidays. You're going to be with loved ones over the holidays. So this is a good time to share these stories and to steal some of these you-don't-know-my-life questions Mm -hmm. and take them to family and friend gatherings and to open up with, especially the women in your family, getting some wisdom from the older members of your family. I think, you know, just asking your mothers and grandmothers and great grandmothers and great aunts and everybody, you know, talk, have them share their story and encourage them to do it. And, um, I think it will, you'll find it to be a very fulfilling holiday.
0: The frenzy is hosted and produced by her, Melissa
1: Carter and me, Jen hobby sound editing by Bo Johnson, original soundtrack produced by Tammy, her for placement music written and recorded by Mark. The frenzy is now a part of the digitent podcast network. The Frenzy celebrates friendships over 40. Thank you for spending time with us, and we love your friendship. So, trust your gut, share your story, and, and stop, stop lying, lying about your age! Yes. yes! And we will see you in 2022.
3: Thanks, y'all.